that's like how we mind screw ourselves by keeping things on that are unimportant. Yeah. Right. So it, it's, am I creating my, my next keynote speech? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why? Because I'm thinking about the stupid filter. Why? Because it's easier to think about the filter. Yeah. It is to think about the keynote speech. Are you tired of stressing out about your marketing, wondering how to boost your online presence, attract more clients and become a go-to expert in your field? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Marketing Chat Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm a marketing strategist, podcast coach, and the best-selling author of the Podcast Launch Playbook. I'm here to help you get moving with your marketing with way less stress and way more fun. Vikram Diol is a thought leader and thought provoker who's generated more than $250 million in sales, becoming one of the nation's top real estate firms with the Diol Group. Motivated by more than just revenue, Vikram believes in using a multifaceted approach because life isn't one-dimensional. His coaching encompasses the totality of life, from fitness and family to faith and finances. Since growth happens outside of your comfort zone, Vikram is the kind of coach who will give you the tools you need to go beyond the zone so you can get where you want to go faster. Welcome, Vikram. I'm so happy you're here today. <laughs> it's always funny listening to yourself. Uh, I'm super <laughs> excited to be here. I'm really excited for this conversation. Uh, I've been looking forward to it for a while. Yeah, you're on the, a different end of the podcast this time because you host your own podcast. So you are normally the host. I Yes, I, I prefer actually, I like this side. I really? Like, I like to talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get you there. So I like being on this side a little bit more, but the other side's a lot of fun. We actually just started a new podcast called the Real Estate Agent Podcast. Oh wow! Uh, my business partner, and that's that's we're going to launch a podcast a day for a full year, which is I, I still am tongue twisted saying that because it's insanity. It is. How long uh, do you plan on each episode being? Uh, there, <laughs> we we had a new guy on that just. I don't know if he was stoned or if he was just brand new. Um, you know, I told my business partner, I'm like, we can't bring people on. Like, is it, like neither one of us knew what to say. That was like 11 minutes. Um, and our longest one is like, about at a, just under an hour. We're, we're trying to keep it around 30 minutes. Yeah, I was like, I can't do, I can't do 251 hour no. interviews in a year. Like, that's insane. No. So we're no, trying to keep on about 30 minutes. And I, and I think that's really a good sweet spot for, most real estate agents because they can pop it in, listen to it on the way to a showing or on the way to a listing appointment. They can get some inspiration, some motivation, some thoughts, and then go do their thing. Or while they're on their, you know, treadmill or stairmaster, it's about thirty minutes is a good time for for us. And just the volume, the sheer volume, it's it's daunting. Absolutely, I thought you were going to say they're going to be like you know around ten minutes long. Thirty minutes a day is daunting, man. Yeah. Congratulations on doing that, and that's yeah, awesome. we'll see. We're, we're working on it. It's a lot, so yeah. it's exciting, though. It's exciting. It sure got to got to push yourself, right? Absolutely. You know, it, like you promote outside of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's a challenge. <laughs> So you got started on your entrepreneurial journey at a really young age. Can you tell us a little about that? I mean, I've been an entrepreneur. I. I guess it's been, it flew through me ever since I was a kid. My first business, you could call it, was, you know, selling weed in high school. We, we also, we also did all the little things, you know, the knickknacks. I, I was, I babysat the four kids next door. We did gardening for the neighbors, right? Um, we did, I, I worked for my parents in their pizza place, but I wasn't really an employee. I was more of just like they knew they could count on me out of all the kids that worked in there that they didn't count on any of them. They knew they could count. And to me, I looked at it as sure. I get paid $7 an hour, but this is our business. And I wanted to see it grow. I didn't know about franchising or anything, but I wanted to see it grow into multiple locations, which obviously didn't happen, unfortunately, but it was a really cool concept. And if, it, you know, I, I, it was our, it was our business, right? So that, that was our company right? That was a family's company, even though we had a partner that was a family's company. And that's how I 
I ran it, right? So I showed up and if people were screwing around, I'd be like, yo, what are you guys doing? Like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm going to smoke a joint in the cold freezer and, you know, drink some beer as, as a rambunctious little kid, but you can't, we can't screw up orders. We can't have delays. We can't mess up deliveries. I mean, I was delivering at 14 years old, driving my mom and our partner's cars. Um, you know, this was 30 years ago now, but well, it's not, not that much, but 25. And the, the world was different. Yes. The world was different. We were in a small city. So, you know, they, they didn't mind me driving because they knew that I was a good driver. I was responsible. But my first real job was selling Cutco knives at 17. And, you know, they said, hey, do this, do this, do this. And I was like, all right, cool. I want to make a bunch of money. And the money's gone, but the knives are still around. Mm. And that was like my first dive into entrepreneurship. And then at 18, I had my own office and I got to teach other people how to sell. And everybody was older than me, Kelly, which is crazy. Like I was 18 and they knew I was young, but they all like every day I wore a suit and tie. Every day I dressed up, lived in the ghetto because that's just what you do when you're in Santa Monica. It's so expensive and you have no money. We painted the office. You know, my dad helped me out with a bunch of stuff. Like I borrowed, I took a loan, I paid it back, right? There was, it was a real business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my dad, my dad's like, how much is rent? I was like, it's like $2,700. She's like, what if you pay four months in advance? I was like, I don't know. He's like, go ask. Or no, it was like 33. But if I paid the whole rent up front, so he's like, here's a loan, here's 10 grand or nine grand. Here you go. Pay me back. I don't know what the interest rate was or if there was any, any, but he said, take a loan from me. And I took a loan got a discount. So he was teaching a little bit, like I actually forgot about that. Um, so he was teaching a little bit about how to negotiate. Yeah. And so, you know, like my first real, real business was 17. And my first like teaching moment was 18. And we, we, we did really well, mm. all considering. Wow. And so it was a really fun experience. And that's when I realized like, it's cool selling, but it's way more rewarding teaching. Yeah, I hear you there. So you learned some lessons really early on that then have made you a good teacher and a good coach, I imagine. You know, it's funny because I have a mentor, Sharon Shruvasa, and I have been in his world for almost a decade now. And he's just a really like, just a really thoughtful human being, really heart-centered. He doesn't talk about his woo-woo-ness a lot. I do. And I've been watching some of his old trainings just to, just to get some information on some things that I'm building. And some of his old trainings are, they're still valid and relevant today. And I was like, holy smokes, you are sick. And, and I look at myself from you know, six months ago, seven months ago, because I've been really deep diving into building new models and training. And I'm like, oh my God, I suck. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, because, you know, we, we evolve, right? We evolve. Yes. So if you go, like, I, you know, I'm a big cyclist. So I look back at my Strava account and I look at some of the speeds and rides and distances and times that I used to be able to do. And now I look at what I can do now. And even though I'm older, I'm faster, I'm stronger, I have more endurance, I know how to, you know, prep better, I know how to sleep better, like I don't have the anxiety over things. And so I'm like, man, I was a crappy writer. You know, mm -hmm. like one weekend, I fell, I broke my collarbone and you had to get surgery on a bike. And I rode bikes my whole life, but they're different bikes. Right. And, and you're what, a different person. And, and like you said, we grow and evolve. And yeah, like listening to your first podcast versus listening to your 50th versus oh listening to your 250th. You're like, yeah, I no. believe we have to keep this on air. This is, this is horrible. <laughs> I know I've been so tempted to go back and like, delete, but no, they need to stay there. You yeah, know, yeah, the progress is so important. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've ran businesses, I've ran teams but now I'm learning, I'm teaching myself and I'm learning from others and modeling others to be a more inclusive, 
more interactive, right? We, we do a lot more drawing. Um, I have a lot more technology. I have lights now. Like it's, it's now I've embodied it that I'm doing this. And it, before it was like, maybe, and now I'm like all in. So it's, yeah. it's kind of like the real estate agent or the podcast. Like, oh, I'm going to try this out for a couple of months and see how it is. And then you're like, oh, this is actually really awesome. Mm -hmm. And now it's like all in and, you know, morning to night, it's all I think about. Yeah. It's like full blown. I'm, I mean, just how do we get better? How do we get the, how do we serve our clients better? How do we get them to have a better experience? How do we get them to actually hit the goals that they set out mm -hmm. versus it just being kind of like a, oh, you know, so we all evolve. And I, I one of our coaches that we work with through um, a different company um, talking more, mm -hmm. he, I, I, I've been, because of my business partners, I get to come to his masterminds, which are, you know, $50,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes, it's so crazy. I started this journey 18 years ago and there's two people from the very beginning that are left. Everybody else has come and gone, but there's two people from the OGs. Mm. He says, and I can't believe you guys are dumb enough to have stuck with me because I sucked back then. <laughs> and I was like, he said something like that. Or, you know, it's just, it's just like, oh, it, there's an evolution that we all go through. And I think yeah. it's really cool to, to see how that is. And so I would say, yes, what I knew back then was very, very like, I don't even know if you want to call it AOL and sit dialer. Maybe that was like the, the facts. That was like when you had your own private room, like your own private phone line in your room, you kids yes. wouldn't know about this. And then you got to like the fax machine mm -hmm. and then you got to the dial up modem. And then you had like broadband or whatever it was called. And now we have like five gigabytes or 10,000 trillion gigabytes. I don't even know what it is. Like web three where you're phone talks and tells you that your, your, your fridge is out of milk or something. I was like, right. that's just crazy. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to evolve to like web three now. Yeah. I hear you. So something you said a minute ago about you were considering, or you, you tried it out for a few months and whatever, it could be anything, you know, trying something out and worse. then going all in. And I think a lot of coaches <laughs> sort of demand of their clients, you have to be all in from the beginning, you know? And so I love what you said about even you went in trying something before you went all in. Don't you think that's a more compassionate way to work with people? I mean, I was all in, don't get me wrong, but like my level of all in now versus my level of all in then and I thought I was all in the whole time. Right. Yes. True. I just realized now what all in really means. Right, Kelly? Like yes. I, I didn't realize all in then. Right now it's, you know, I'm learning. I was like, I'm never going to learn cameras. This is stupid. Now I have, you know, a webcam that's a real camera. I have the microphones. I have the audio. I bought lights. You know, I have a hand camera that you can show the drawings on. I'm taking classes on teaching right? Like not on yeah. selling, but on actually how to teach as a, right? Like the evolution is that I was all in. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I didn't know though. Yes. And so now my all in is completely different looking mm -hmm. than what it was before. Now it's like, okay, we're all in on this and that, and we're all in on this. Right. And now it's, it, it, but if you, you know, like a lot of people, <laughs> there was this girl that I met online and we went on a date. I instantly knew I wasn't going to like her. Mm. Not as a, not as a dating partner. Right. And then she says, oh, I'm going to get into real estate. And I said, oh, okay. Well, tell me more. Right. This is my jam. Like I, mm -hmm. I've sold a ton of real estate. I trained a ton of people. Like this is my jam. So like, well, I'm going to try it. I'm like, what do you mean? Try it. Mm. She's like, well, I'm going to give it 90 days. I'm like, why 90 uh -oh. days? Like mm -hmm. you're, you, you don't even know the sales cycle. Like 90 days is when you pick up your first client. Mm -hmm. Like that's, if you're lucky, you have a paycheck come maybe at 120 days because it takes 60 days to learn, especially if you're on your own. If you have a team, it's a different story. But if you're on your own, it's like 60 to 90 days just to figure out like, what does your morning look like? Well, I get to the office around 11, 11. When Whoa. you look at Starbucks, what time did you get to the office? At? Well, I got there at whatever time they told me. 
I said, why don't you tell yourself to get there earlier? She's like, well, I don't want to. I have to do this. I have to help with that. And I was like, you're not going to make it. That's not even tiptoeing in. Right. Like you're just not going to, but that, but Kelly, that's what most people think. They think it's super easy and they don't realize that it's super hard. It's actually probably the hardest thing you can do because you are a full-blown entrepreneur and nobody understands that. Like you have to know how to market yourself. You have to know how to fill the funnel. You have to know how to lead generate. You have to know how to right? like right now, what we're teaching inside the real estate growth Academy is how do you find leads in 2022? Because nobody had to lead generate like really that hard in 2020, 2021 to make a nominal income, right? You can make a couple of sales and you can be okay. Mm. Now the funnels are dry, Uh right? People are like, I don't want to buy a house. I've heard there's going to be a recession. I heard this, I heard that. And people don't know how to build emotional connections with their clients Mm -hmm. because they don't know how to ask questions because nobody taught them because they could go to Starbucks, stand in line and pick up three new buyers. Right. The big problem people had was like, Oh, well, you know, there's no inventory. I was like, go make inventory. Well, how do you do that? You're not going to succeed in this industry. Yeah. Right. And that's why there's an 80, the, the whole industry is effed. It's all broken. The whole industry is just about getting people to sign up for classes, join for a little bit, collect a little bit of commission collect a little commission collect a little commission, pay membership fees, get this membership, MLS membership, that membership to the, the whole industry is built to screw you and they mm-hmm. want more people because that's how they make money because yeah. you can't be part of the real estate community if you're not part of the mls right but the mls is actually the biggest problem out there oh right wow. the multiple because if you don't have access to that you don't have access to the community if you don't have, you can't do business yeah so if they release their membership and said hey we take a commission on all sales right we take a half a percent of a quarter percent on all sales that are made regardless of anything, Mm -hmm. they would make way more money. They would actually service the client and they would change the industry because a lot of people would drop out. Mm. And those people that dropped out never should have been in there because they just wasted two years of their life. Wow. And so the industry's broken and Mm. people are like, well, that's great for you, Vikram. You, You get to coach. I said, I get to coach regardless because there's always a demand for top producers to become better. They're always yeah. going to want to be around other top producers. I said, I never need to worry about clientele, recession, whatever. Like you always, your top producers are always going to want to work with another top producer. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the case in every industry. People who are top producers or top in their field, whatever that is, they know that they need a mentor, they need coaching because they are always want to, always wanting to improve, always wanting to grow, always wanting to evolve. And so they are looking for coaches and mentor. Yeah. Like Michael Jordan's coach, uh, I believe it's Michael Jordan. A a lot of the top NBA stars uh, coached a lot of athletes coach with a guy named Tim Grover. Mm. Um, And he's got a book called relentless and he's relentless. He's, mm. he's like insane. Like, oh my, he's like, this is what you do. If you don't want to do it, there's a door, get the out. Yeah. Right. Like you, I, I don't need you. I want you. I want you to win. But if you don't want to be here, get the out. Yeah. Like you are here to get better. And I'm the man that's going to tell you what to do to get better. Mm-hmm. Otherwise there's other people out there. And these are the people at the peak performance. And the funny thing is, is that the people at the peak performance realize how important mindset is. Yeah. The people at the bottom, they're at the bottom because they don't understand that it's not necessarily their skills. It's just their lack of belief, the lack of doing certain things. And so their mindset is what holds them back. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that for a minute. That. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about mindset for a minute. So what are some of the mindsets that are holding people back? Like, what are, what are they thinking? that's keeping them from reaching those top levels. They don't believe in themselves, mm. right? They have imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. Mm-hmm. I made a million dollars. Yeah, I was making a million dollars at our company three years in a row. I felt like an imposter. Mm-hmm. I did the work. I had the coaches. I put in the early mornings. I put in the late nights. I went to the gym every day. I did the 5 a.m. calls. I did everything you were supposed to do. I felt like I didn't belong 
in the room of other people that we were yes. smoking from day yes. one. I beat them like my, my first year sales, right? Not because I was, I came in with sales experience. So I had an upper hand, but that's not my fault. People say, oh, you're lucky. I said, dude, no, I was at 17 years old in the office at 630 in the morning. Yeah. My dad would say, why do you go to the office? And I'm like, because I want to be around the manager and his girlfriend's really hot. And you know, like there's hot <laughs> girls in there and I, I want to make money. Yeah. You know, like that's the motivation as a, as a young man is like, you want to be around boobies. Yep. But that gave me, but I also like money. So it was like a right. double sex and like, money. <laughs> Good yeah. motivators. Yeah. So my mindset was always, you need a coach. I remember when I was, a. Uh, I remember when I was 17, I was still 17. We're at a conference and these, you know how conferences are. It's a bunch of drinking, especially for young kids. Yeah. We partied till six o'clock in the morning. The conference was at eight, yes. slept for like maybe three hours. Right. So yeah. I'm in there. We're all suited and booted. That's how we rolled. Right. We were all suited and booted. Mm -hmm. we, we were like the best looking team. And I'm looking down and I'm sleeping sleeping i got my notepad in my hand i'm just <laughs> drooling i'm sure Speaking like you know three hour old alcohol and god knows what else and my district no the division manager jp arley bumps me Vic, what are you doing oh i was checking to make sure my shoes were polished oh, he goes no. he goes and, and we're 1099 you can't say nothing he goes God damn, you got the best answers always. He's like, you just always have the right answers. You know what to say. And that comes from being a smart ass. Yeah. Right. But if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't do the work, if you don't tackle the inner demons, right? Mm -hmm. We have 40 to 60, maybe 80,000 thoughts a day. Mm. And guess what your thoughts are? Oh, I wonder if they're going to like my post. Oh my God. They don't like me. Oh, she said this about me. Oh my God. They're all the same, which is why we have the same life. So if you yeah. want to start to change your life, right? Your consciousness is three to 5%. Mm -hmm. Your unconscious is 95%. In the morning, you need to write your goals down, right? I don't do it every day. I, I, I'm getting better. But if I do it four times a week, mm -hmm. I'm putting my beliefs into my reticulating activating RAS, reticular activating system. Yeah. And I'm telling my brain, look for this, look for that, look for this, look for that, look for this, look for that. Yep. What I do, do big goals. Well, big goals every year, every quarter, and then weekly, and then daily. Break it down to help me achieve those annual goals, quarterly goals. And it's great. Yeah. Do I forget some days? Sure. Mm. You know, I try to do it in the evening to plan for the next day, but- yeah. Sure. There are times that I'm like, I'm yeah, just forget, go to bed, but I keep it in the, it's called full focus planner. I do it there and I write it down on a thing on my computer as well. So I can, you know, I check it off. I love checklists. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're a Capricorn? Love, no love, cancer. Love your checklists. I do. It, it I feels good to check things off. Yes, it Make does. And what I tell my clients is make sure you're checking off the right things. Yes. Taking your laundry and drop, you know, I got some pieces that need to get mailed in and I just don't do it. And I'm like, people are like, dude, you have a FedEx across the street. Yeah. I'm like, I know, but it's just not important to me right now. Exactly. Exactly. To me, it's, it's the big things. Yeah. And so, yeah, I too will just let those little things slip and they yeah. stay on the checklist. I'm like, Oh my God, that would be so just, easy to just, do. Just Cal, Just go do it. Just delete them. Ah, oh. just delete them. <laughs> I do have to go to the post office today or tomorrow. So delete it or delegate it. It's that's true. But it's for a friend's birthday. Right. I mean, there's certain things that you have to do yes. that you want to do that you will make the energy to there's yes. certain things like it's like i have an ice bath and my my ozone filter broke and i can mail it in or i can buy a new one and i've i've thought about this for so long that i'm like the amount of energy that it's taken from my mindset to yeah. not buy a new one is stupid yeah buy the freaking thing yes a hundred dollars yeah. It's going to cost you $50 to mail it, buy the part and bring it back. So you're going to save $50 and your mind 
vomiting yourself like oh man the water is getting dirty i'm gonna have to change it it takes an hour and a half to change it then you have to scrub it and do you like how much money do you make an hour vikram it's more than 50 dollars. so go prospect for an hour get three appointments get a new client buy the damn thing that yeah. client's worth a lot more than a hundred dollars yeah and be done with it and then yeah. treat that client like gold have them yeah. bring in another client and now you've tripled your, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy this stupid thing. It's right. just like that Indian mentality, right? That's the mindset, that Indian cheap mentality of like, oh, well, it is still working. I can still buy it. I can use it. <laughs> That's like how we mind screw ourselves by keeping things on that are unimportant. Yeah. Right. So it, it's, am I creating my, my next keynote speech? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why? Because I'm thinking about the stupid filter. Why? Because it's easier to think about the filter yeah it is to think about the keynote speech very true it's easier to think about the mail and the gardening right mm -hmm. that's why when people say they work from home i'm like do you have to work from home mm. like for me this i have a whole studio set up so i mm -hmm. kind of can't go get a we workspace mm -hmm. unless i get like my own dedicated office and even then it's very noisy right so i'd have to put drapes up everywhere and that's not allowed and darken it up so that the lights pop and everything. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, like you still have the noise problem. Right. Right. And so for me, I don't want to work from home, mm. but that's where I'm at right now. But actually my business partner and I were traveling to, to South America and we're going to go do six months nomadic, but working together. And we did five weeks, a couple of weeks ago and we loved it. And, and we have hard conversations. Like yesterday, we had to talk about like contracts and money. And I was like, dude, you know, what we agreed on originally is this. And what we're actually doing is this. Mm. And like, I'm okay with what we agreed on, but this, I don't really like. And I didn't, I didn't look at it until I started paying more attention to the business aspect. Like, because when you start a business, you're focused on growth. You don't pay attention to the finances. Now that we're getting a little bit more stability in our systems and processes i'm like wait a minute am i paying this over and why, why am i not and how come i did and what about and mm. and i was like dude we need to have a meeting about some stuff and i'm like dude i don't want to lose a business partner over a hundred dollars a client but i also mm. know that in five months as the business grows that hundred dollars a client times 30 clients isn't really a big enough number to matter but it's two virtual assistants that can give a better experience to our clients. I was like, so I'm not trying to like pocket the money per se, True. but I know that if we don't have these difficult conversations, right. And that's a mindset thing, Kelly, like yeah. we have to go and apologize to our teams in a joint meeting and say, Hey, we fucked you guys by putting you guys together to try to create cohesiveness. Mm. And we threw you guys into the alligator pond and they were like, oh, why'd you guys get bit by an alligator? Well, mm. you threw us in there and then you threw steak in there and then you threw lard in there and then you threw a bunch of like little fish in there to push us the alligators up. And then we wonder why that you guys are biting everybody and upset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, we literally have to go like apologize to our teams. He's like, uh, he, we started a running, a running list of things that we're talking about. And like on there, I was like, hey, read the last one. He's like, yeah, I'm in. Like, so we got to go apologize. Yeah. Normally I say thank you. And I appreciate you for taking, you know, for being flexible. But now it's like, no, we just actually have to go and say we're sorry. Yeah. Because we screwed our teams. It's like, damn it. Yeah. And that's something that leaders have to do sometimes. And it's the right thing to do. It's always the right. If you think you need, and that's again, all mindset. Mm-hmm. My yeah. dad would never apologize to his, my, I don't know if he will or he wouldn't, but like my dad has a much harder time old school, right? He's old. School. Yeah. It's much more, he'll say certain things, which means I acknowledge I might not have been a hundred percent correct, right? but he won't necessarily say, I'm sorry, because mm -hmm. that's a very emasculating thing for him through his upbringing. Right. Today, you have to apologize. Leaders absolutely have to. It's the only way to keep. <laughs> Sorry. We live in a very soft culture right now. <laughs> yes. And it's the only way to engender loyalty, to keep employees, to keep yeah. clients, to keep our audience. 
And I, and I, you know, I don't apologize for being who I am, but I do no. like, you know, like our topic today, I was like, oh, Kelly, I'm going to, you know, can we move it? Mm-hmm. And then I actually realized that I should have moved the other appointment. And like, I was like, oh man, like my, I just misread my, my calendar. Um, and I said, thank you for being flexible. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't apologize for asking somebody to move some stuff. Actually, no. the calendar was weird because it said 11 versus 10, blah, blah, blah. Like, hey, I appreciate your flexibility because yeah. when you say I appreciate somebody, you actually elicit an emotion like, oh, well, they appreciate me. Thank you. But if yes. I say, oh, Kelly, I'm so sorry. Can you? I, it's actually more of like a downer. Right. In that case, absolutely. Yeah. So, but the mindset for, for people is most people go into things and they think it's going to be too easy. Mm-hmm. Save for a rainy day. No, fuck that. Expect a rainy day. Yes. Expect a rain, expect a storm that's going to knock your internet out. It's going to blow the router. You're not going to have internet, like expect it to be hard. Right. Even when I got into coaching, I expected it to be easy. I was like, oh, I've done all this stuff in real estate. I'm on a magazine. I've got this and I got that. It's going to be so easy. Oh my God. And now I'm like, holy crap, this has been so hard. Yeah. This is so hard. Like, Oh, I'm going to start making content and we're going to get an editor. It's going to be so easy. They're going to post it. And then I'm like, oh, this is so hard. Like every month, the algorithm, like one month we're crushing it. We have 50 inbounds. And then the next month it's like zero. I'm yeah. like, what the hell just happened? They're like, I don't know. Yeah. Like we need to, we need to get on YouTube. Like we need, we need to figure this out. They're like, okay, Vikram, sure. We'll get right on that. Cause it's not <laughs> important to them. Yeah. Cause they're, they got other things. So like, You have to have a mindset that it's not going to be easy, that it's going to be hard. You have to have a mindset that you're going to have to work late. I mean, there's only 17% of the population that chooses to be an idiot entrepreneur. Right. (laughs) And then what percentage of those actually stick with it? Maybe it's a higher percentage that start and it's only 16% that are currently entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like 25%, but I always think it's the 80-20 rule. So maybe 25% think they'll become an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's 87% attrition in real estate. Yeah. It's bound to be about the same in general entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. So because it is hard and people expect quick success, just like you were saying. And when it doesn't happen, they give up. And, and same like in podcasting, people will start a podcast and seven episodes, seven episodes later, then they quit. You see all of these dead podcasts on Apple and Spotify. And I mean, we got to like 75 and we stopped. Mm -hmm. It just, it was too much time. Yeah. It was too much time. It's like, it's not dead in my life. It's just taking a siesta, a very long, it's, it's going, it's gone into a little bit of a hibernation. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like, we had to stop it. I was like, Hey guys, we just don't, we don't have the money to outsource it. We don't have the bandwidth to insource it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's we hard. Put it on pause. And, yeah. um, and I, and I, and I, I hated putting it on pause, but I was like, once we get the business to a certain revenue point, then I will bring somebody full dedicated mm-hmm. to enter, to, to do all the screening and then give me the notes, tell me what I need to study. Give me mm-hmm. the give me the points of who they are. And then I'm prepared and I feel good versus it's like, okay, Kelly, what are we, who are you? What are we talking about? Let's spend seven minutes pretending like, you know, and that's not the way to do a proper podcast with people. So I was like, we have to stop this. um, And we'll put it on hold, but it's called be real. It's an amazing, the 70 episodes. I mean, they're amazing. People cry. um, So you guys should check it out. But, you know, we had a hibernate because I had to pivot because it wasn't bringing, it was a project that felt good, but wasn't bringing in the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's understandable. So yeah. that's what you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The other podcast that I do is a co-host geek girl soup. It's purely for fun. It's not for mm-hmm. money. And we have over 500 episodes. Now we've been doing it for about 11 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, like you have to go into it thinking that you're going to do it. If people got into business, if people got into real estate thinking, Hey, I'm going to be in this through the good and the bad. I'm going to figure this out through the good. And the The other thing is, is that they don't have any money saved up. So they Mm -hmm. they haven't, they got into it because they were broke 
Mm-hmm. And you can't start a business because you you want money. You have to start it because you love it. Right. Right. So like, if you don't love sales, it's really weird that you're going to go into a sales career. Right. Because that's all yep. businesses are. Right. Even doctors, lawyers, the yep. accountants, they're all salespeople. They have to sell you on their product. Yep. But people go in and they're like, oh, I'm going to try it for six months. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't, 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 don't. Just give up now. No, no, no. I'm going to try it for six months. I'm going to work really hard. I'm like, it's it's not enough runway. Like you're no. trying to put a 747 on a regional airport little runway and the wings are like so big that they're hitting the little Cessnas on the, right. on the whatever the thing, you know, the, the whatever they call it. And I was like, yeah. you don't have enough runway to succeed, yeah. which is going to set you up for failure. And, you know, I had this young, I have this young client that just joined us. He's, um, He's 20. And he says, you know, I'm staying in this really nice high rise in downtown Vancouver. He's like, yeah, I know the area. Um, it's beautiful. Like I, I could see out your window. It's gorgeous. He says, but you know, I want to hire you. I have another mentor that I'm working with. I have a couple of legal things. I had a really hard deal and we we made a mistake on, we missed a couple of things in the documents. And you know, I told my clients, like, I will reimburse you because it was my fault. I'm like, that's pretty noble at your age. And he goes, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. And he goes, you know, I, I, I think, I think I can afford you, but I'm going to have to move back home with my parents. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I feel like I've come so far because he's done a lot of transactions. He just got hit with a really big lawsuit that <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's going to be yeah. hard. Like he, yeah. And I was like, dude, you're lucky you're going through it when it's early, because that's going to give you that thick skin mm-hmm. and that compassion of like, okay. Yeah. So he's like, but I, I think like, you know, my parents have a, you know, space and they're cool with me coming home. He's a good, good young man. He's like, but I feel like I'm going backwards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, you're going to save 2000 a month. You're going to hire somebody to help you get better. Yeah. You can use that extra thousand to pay off that debt faster. Yeah which will make you feel emotionally better. And you're going to feel so accomplished that you did the right thing by these people, even if they never use you again. Right. And then once you get that off your plate, that's a thousand bucks a month. We can get you a virtual assistant for 20 hours a week that can take a lot of these chores that you don't need to do yourself off your plate. And in three years, when your friends are all like, Oh yeah. Like I just bought this six-year-old Honda civic. You're like, Yo, I just bought a fourplex that makes yeah. me 3000 a month. Oh, and I'm also going to buy another one in three months. Oh, by the way, I also have zero debt. Oh, by the way, I'm also making $400,000 a year and I can live the life I want. And by the time you're 30, like he's 20 years old, 21 yeah. years old, just turn 21. Like wow. by the time you're 30, you're retired, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm 40. And if I would have listened to my uncle, when I was 20, I was too busy thinking about girls and partying, right? I was trying to fill that void of emptiness inside of me. Yeah. I should have been retired at 30 and I should have been at 40. I should have been worth a hundred, 200, $300 million because I was making the income necessary to purchase whole streets of foreclosures back in the day. Mm. I was like, but I had, my journey was different. I had to work through a lot of personal self-doubt, which you don't have. Mm-hmm. So move back home yeah, and let's get you rocking and rolling, baby. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm going to tell my, I'm going to tell my friends that I'm, I'm out in 30 days. Wow. Dude, that's great. Like that's the mindset of a champion. It's, and yeah. I was like, and it's, and it's not a step back. Right. right. And this is where I helped him reframe his thinking. I said, it's not a step back, Kelly. It's a step forward for your future self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a reset. It's, it's allowing him to grow and evolve. A new chapter. Exactly. Yeah. A new chapter. Like it's just a new chapter. I was like, I've lived in the back of clients. I've lived in clients' houses. I lived in a, I, I've lived in the back of my cell phone store. Like I've lived in all sorts of shitty places. Mm-hmm. I was like, and it's just because I didn't, I didn't have the money. I made bad mm-hmm. choices going through a divorce. Right. Mm-hmm. I did all sorts of, you know, like my, when I went through a divorce, my dad's like, you, you can't, I'm not going to come visit you. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't have any money. I just, we just remodeled a house like to the nines. Mm -hmm. 
I just bought her a car. I'm like, I don't have any money. And so I had a client doing a short sell and I'm like, yo, what are you doing with? And he was going through a divorce as his third. So he understood. He's, I was like, what are you doing with the house? He's like, fuck it. Burn it to the ground, Vic. I don't care. He's like, just get your 25,000 out of it. And I don't care. It's like double in it. Get 50. I don't care. Fuck the bank. And I'm like, um, like you bought it. Whatever. Cool. It's like, can I live here? He's like, yeah. Awesome. Fully furnished gym. Only thing wow. you didn't have was a washer and dryer. So I was scrubbing my clothes in the, in the, in the shower. And my mom one day says, how are you doing laundry, son? I was like, I was like washing in the shower. Like we did in boarding school. And yeah. she goes, you know, you could take it to like a laundry place. I was like, mom, it's been a month. Like you tell me this now. I'm like, I thought, I thought dry cleaning and laundry was just expensive dry cleaning. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. So yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to continue doing it. It's, it's good for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> Character building. Right. Yeah. But like, that's the thing that people don't realize. And then they're like, how'd you become successful at real estate? I was like, I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. I had a father who said, until, unless you go back to your ex-wife, your current separation i'm not going to visit you it's like cool i guess we don't see each other right he wasn't trying to be mean it's just that he didn't want to have his kid have a divorce on his belt yeah he thought that would be a a negative stigma and he Mm -hmm. says so i'm not going to visit you i was like mom you want to come visit she's my mom's like well you know i don't know i was like whatever i'll figure it out and like they weren't trying to be mean. It's just, I remember very distinctly. I'm like, dad, will you guys come visit? Like, I'm kind of lonely. Like, you know, it's a really shitty time in my life. And they didn't. Mm. And I didn't have any backup. So I started doing open houses. I started learning how to cold call people, Mm. started talking to people everywhere. Like whatever could get me business I did. And that's what people don't want to do. They don't, you know, I I was talking to this kid. He's like, I just want to do social media stuff. I was like, okay, well, your social media sucks. You haven't sold anything. Mm-hmm. Like you've been doing this for nine months. You haven't made a single sale. He's like, well, I don't think, I don't think cold calling works. I was like, I have a client that's done 25 transactions from expired listings this year. He's like, he's probably lying to you. He's like, you know what, bro? I wish you the best. Like, yeah. I'm not wasting my time on people like that anymore. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the mindset. It's all right. mindset. They want right. the easy road. And that's, if people don't know how to fill the top of funnel in any business, it doesn't matter if you have all the skills, you're not going to win. And if people can fill the top of funnel, but they don't have the skills, mm-hmm. they're not going to win. Yeah. So with mindset, it seems like a really important way to work through it. And, and I want you to share like, one other really big way to to help with mindset, but it seems to me like one way is to take action because earlier you were saying when you were plagued with imposter syndrome early on, you just did what it took to succeed. You still felt imposter syndrome, but you took action. Like Nike is right. Just do it. You know, even when we feel scared, even when we feel unworthy or not good enough, just do it. We have to push through, but there are other things. So what else do you recommend? Well, I mean, momentum definitely creates confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, When you take that first step, you are actually no longer an imposter. Yeah. So when you, when you say I'm going to create X and you do it, yeah. One, you're not, you you might suck at it, but you're Mm -hmm. not an imposter. Right. Because you've done it. Right. You're doing it. You're doing Mm -hmm. it. You're doing it poorly, but everything worth doing poorly or doing great is worth doing poorly. So momentum creates confidence. Mm -hmm. When you start doing it, you're no longer actually an imposter. You just suck at it, which is okay because you're going to suck at first. That's totally part of the process. Um, Learning as well, right? So when you have a little bit of time, 15 minutes in the shower, right? Instead of putting on, you know, bad bunny or whatever, put it on a podcast, Mm -hmm. right? Listen to somebody that's already been down the path. So right now we're trying to improve our TikTok strategy. So I just go onto TikTok or I go onto YouTube university and I type in TikTok strategies and then I filter it for the last 30 days Mm -hmm. because I want to see what's working now. Right. But I didn't filter until just like maybe 60 days ago because I heard somebody say, 
hey, if you want to have the best strategies, you should filter using the most recent timelines. And I'm like, oh, I was searching by date. Like I was, it was painstaking for me to do it in the past. I heard somebody, I, I don't know who I heard, but a lot of people say it now that I listen for it and they filter for the last seven or the last 14 or last 30 days, mm. whatever the platforms allow you to do, right? So when you have a mentor, mm-hmm. you get to stand on the shoulders of somebody else, Yeah. right? When you have people that like, are you, when you surround yourself with other people that are doing what you're doing, you start to see different things, right? That's why I said earlier, working from home sucks because you lose that energy from other people, Mm. right? Learning and becoming fully like engulfed in what you're doing is going to give you confidence as well. True. Right. So like one of the things that we need to learn better in my business is filling the top of funnel. How do we get people to show up to, you know, special classes? How do we get people to show up to this? How do we fill our top of funnel to get our email list to grow? Like, how do we track that? How are we doing that? And I was like, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I was like, man, I, I have totally not wanted to learn that. Like there has been a negative stigma in my mind about that. That was just weird for this business. And reason why is because I didn't feel confident in my abilities to get results for people. Mm. And because I didn't feel confident because I didn't have the right programs. I didn't have the right systems. I didn't have the right this. I didn't have the right that because I lacked the confidence in myself. I didn't want to sell my product. Wow. Yeah. So do you have the right systems for you to create the result for your clients that they want? Right. And even if you don't have the right system, that you, you will evolve with your clients, right? And some of them won't be with you forever. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I'm realizing like, and I can still be friends with them. I don't have to block them on Instagram and Facebook. They're like, oh, I hired a new coach. That's part of their evolution. Yeah. And I can still be friends with them because they are helping me get to where I want to go. But if you don't have a bulletproof presentation, mm-hmm. right? If you don't have a bulletproof presentation and a product or offering or service that you are confident about, yeah. for sure, you're not going to want to call your people. Yeah. Right? If you're not, and, and an expert is, right, take it lightly, but if you're not understanding the product and services, if you don't understand the terms, if you don't understand the language, when you talk to people that understand it at a slightly higher level, you feel intimidated. And then you're like, I am an imposter. No, you're just not educating. You're not doing the work. You're not putting in the right effort. If you were to do that, you would start to see that diminish because now you can understand and communicate, but that takes effort, right? So you have to you have to create a schedule for success, mm-hmm. right? Like sense. I don't care what you do in the morning. You shouldn't have a nine hour morning routine. Like, you know, if you have a nine hour morning routine, then you should start the night before because yeah. that's just a distraction. Mm-hmm. You should get up, drink some water, go tinkle, brush your teeth. You know, if you want to shower, shower, and then do like an hour's worth of work. Mm-hmm. Or if you have the discipline right? You get up, you work out, and then you do like an hour or two of work for your business, mm-hmm. right? For your learning, right? For yeah. your training yourself, right? If you work for a company, say, Hey, you guys, my first half an hour to an hour of every day, I'm sharpening my act. What does that mean? I'm learning something new. I'm taking that course that I've been putting off, right? I am an entrepreneur. I work for your company, but I'm an entrepreneur that's for your company. So the better I get, mm. the better your results are. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the education component, right? Like you have books in your bookshelf. Mm-hmm. I would assume you've at least opened and cracked the seal of them. Oh yeah. More than that. <laughs> most people, I'm like, most people are like, you write in your books. I'm like, of course I write in my yes. books. Oh like, yeah. Why would you do that? I'm like, they're like, I was like, what? Your grandma told you not to write in books. She's like, yes. How did you know? I'm like, cause my grandma said the same dumb shit. Mine are folded and written in. And I know that horrifies some people, but it's not, the book isn't well read unless I've used it up. 
the books were well books were expensive back in the day they they yeah. weren't a commodity they were a asset and yeah. if you could afford books you were rich like yeah. that was a big deal my grandma's like you can't write in a book I was like grandma i write in every book textbooks yeah. all of them she's like her eyes just lit up she's like you wow. don't let the books touch the ground right yeah. like they're like holy like the books don't touch the ground yeah. and i'm like well sometimes i read on the ground i put the books down there she's like oh. yeah. my grandma I'm, I, here's the thing the universe wants you to use the knowledge mm -hmm. however you can extract it so you have to read you have to write yep people don't want to do the work and that's the problem and it's always been the same problem since the dawn of time it's not new to millennials mm -hmm. it's not new to my generation it's not you to anybody's generation it's yeah. people don't want to do the work mm -hmm. and when you start to do it right but just the mindset is is that it's going to be hard as hell mm -hmm. and you're going to get through it but you got to have a 10-year horizon you can't have a one-year can't have a three-year you can't i'm in this for 10 years mm -hmm. and if you think about that then when the ups and the downs hit you're like all right well it's just part of the storm yeah. I, I know that i'm going to go through four seasons a year mm -hmm. So you're prepared. Yeah, absolutely. So this has been awesome, Vikram. How can people find you and learn more about you? Yeah, Instagram, Coach Vikram Deol. So Coach, V-I-K-R-A-M-D-E-O-L. Um, that's where I'm the most active. Uh, although we are making a push to TikTok, it's not very easy to communicate there. So go to Instagram, Coach Vikram Deol. Send me a message, follow me, um, leave me mean comments. I, you know, I respond to them all. <laughs> We, we, we enjoy it. It's, it's fun. It's, uh, it's, it's where, it's where you hear the truth. Yeah. Internet, internet trolls tell it. Sometimes they tell you the truth. Sometimes they're just angry and upset at themselves, but sometimes they tell you the truth and uh, it's good to hear it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll put that link in the show notes and on this episode's page on the website. Thank you so much for being here today. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And thank you all for being here today. I'd love it if you'd leave a positive rating and review. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone. I'll be back in a few days. So I'll see you next time on the Marketing Chat Podcast.